0: Welcome to, episode, welcome to episode four of Two Nerds and a Pancake. Uh, my name is Ryan Hatfield. I'm here with John Schneider. Say hi, John. Hey, John. I said hi, John.
1: Oh, hey. How's it going? <laughs> Never mind. Rebel. We got a um, rebel uh, over here.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, we're, we're joined in the studio slash lounge today by uh, Mark Lindquist. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Who, as
1: you can tell, has a pretty phenomenal voice.
2: And can't tell that there's no ladies in the room, <laughs>
1: which
0: is not necessarily new to me. Mark,
1: Mark, no. you, weren't supposed to, you weren't supposed to say that. This Girl,
0: is, now this, they know. This is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Uh. Boo. Boo. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Welcome to Fargo. You're, you're a new transplant-ish, right? Yep, been here about a year. Cool. So, uh, um, what do you do, Mark? All
2: kinds of good stuff. Um, motivational speaker is my main gig. Okay, you know, when I basically make my living doing that. Um, traveling around and speaking to young people, speaking to companies, uh, chambers of commerce, and things like that. But also, I um, I speak on behalf of some financial companies too. They hire me to speak for their uh, seminar program. So internal stuff, like internal financial. You know, I mean,
0: they're... no, for the public. Oh, yeah, okay. for new clients and oh, okay. uh, and getting new business. So okay, cool. <clears throat> I, yeah. I, I actually missed that part of your business. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so that how does that work then? Do they
1: give you essentially a script and say, "Hey, say these things," and you say those
0: things? <laughs> <It's>,
1: right. <laughs>
0: That's the best description I've
1: ever heard. <laughs> so do you get to critique? Yes,
0: do, yeah. you, do you do get to, cr- to critique their writing and put your own flair on it, or do you have to read it word for word? Or
2: no, what happens is is, is I work for this company that um, that has a seminar program, a prepackaged hour long dinner seminar. Okay. So an, a local advisor on the ground. Like let's say in Tulsa, Oklahoma, will hire me to come in, give this seminar at Ruth Chris Steakhouse, and um, you know that hopefully builds business for him, and clients will come as a part of this seminar. Sure. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And I'm Asian, so I'm good at math, so that's why they're. It.
0: <laughs> you know, we could have gone this whole podcast; they wouldn't have known. Yeah. Um, so, so, Mark, you recently uh, you were in Fargo Star. Um, yeah. So, so, so Fargo Star is, what is Fargo Star?
2: Fargo Star is a regional talent competition that the Fargo Forum hosts every year. They've been doing it for eight years. And, um, you, you know, you pare it down for, I think there's probably 60, 65 entrants this year, and they pared it down to 10 finalists, and, okay. of, of which I got to be one. And um, I performed Mac the Knife, because I'm kind of a crooner, uh, Frank Sinatra style singer, and uh, performed with post traumatic Funk Syndrome. Um, cool. And failed miserably. Didn't get, uh, didn't place, but
0: I, I, no, not, didn't really fail miserably. Um, just just to, to let our listeners know, the post traumatic Funk Syndrome is a band. It's not like your disability when you say Right. Sick <laughs> I went in there with post traumatic Funk Syndrome and I, just, I was hoping to get the judges' sympathy right, right. and they were, they, they were just, they were not having it. Good distinction. Yeah. Good uh, distinction. <laughs> And, and so the voting process was interesting. It wasn't like text in votes or anything like that. There was no judge panel, was there?
2: Right. Um, there. There. Um, in fact, there were a couple judges, um, but they just had votes just like the regular um, crowd did. <laughs> so they were just judge in title, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they really didn't do anything. I think they had a few extra votes that they could spread around. Okay, um, sure. You know, to make their weight a little bit heavier <clears throat> in the voting process. But um, but really, you had to be present to vote and it was live voting only there was no text or online voting so um, i uh, so basically you know these things just like the voice or american idol it's all a popularity contest you know right. can you bring enough audience to the show and uh, what they're looking for is ratings and in this case they were looking for ticket sales you know so if you oh, could bring sure. a big uh, a big crowd uh, then you won and nothing against those individuals they you know they did the work they did mm-hmm. uh, turned in a great performance the people who won uh, first second third phenomenal vocalists you know so i'm not you know not seeing any, t- taking anything away from them. Um, so so that's how the process works. And then the winner got two plane tickets anywhere in the world uh, as a part of their prize package. And then they got some studio time at a local studio here.
0: Oh, okay. So, I thought so, they I thought they got a, a ticket or an entry to a, another contest.
2: Right. That's uh, that's what I thought, too. I thought it was like go to American Idol if
0: you win. Right.
2: And so that's what they hope that you use those plane tickets for. Oh, right. but if
0: you just want to go to Tahiti, I mean... Right.
2: Then you go. Perfect. perfect.
1: Well, that's not... So, Not bad either. No. I mean, so, I mean, are they all vocal acts? Or, I mean, just wide variety of different uh, different types of acts?
2: Yeah, this was meant to be a vocal uh, competition. Okay. and But it was okay if you wanted to play your own instrument. Okay. For example, the opening act was a, a gal who wrote her own song, accompanied it with a piano, uh, and sang as well. The first place winner was a saxophone player and played Stevie Wonder's... Um, what's Stevie Wonder's song? That song. Um, that song. The song that I'm thinking of is not in my brain but he played the saxophone <clears throat> yeah cool very superstitious they're superstitious that's the song that very would be, yeah. superstitious yeah, that would be a good sax go. yeah it was real good a oh, couple guitar players too
1: right
0: so.
2: but that wasn't the only uh exciting thing that uh, we did musically this weekend um when i say we i mean the royal we it's just me, actually. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> you, you and your entourage. Right. You
0: and your, your, crew. See, uh, your crew. Wait, whoa, whoa. I thought, I thought the Royal Wii was everybody but you. Well, maybe I have that wrong. I'm, I'm I referencing. Think I think it's because when you say we are going to help the public, you're the Queen's really not going to do anything. <laughs> well, she kind of says are you there? Yeah,
1: ah, move that bush." <laughs> yes, because <laughs> because bush moving services needs well, for, bushes for for her garden party. Just yeah, know what you do for garden parties. Just... Picking up what you're setting down. <laughs> I need yeah. you to rearrange the garden, Jeeves. Yes. <laughs>
0: Jeez, because that's a solid British name. So anyway, the royal, the royal we. The
2: royal we, as in the Big Lebowski. Okay, if you remember okay. that okay. movie. Okay, so you, okay. the dude, went, the dude. Uh, this past weekend, the dude was down at Target Field. Okay. Um, had the good fortune to audition for the national anthem, at the uh, Minnesota Twins national anthem audition finals. So hopefully they'll give uh, give me a game, um, or two this season. Can I uh, can
0: I make the question that, that um is probably going to. I'm just going to ask it. Twins, that's baseball, right?
2: You got it right. Yes, yes right. very some, good. Some
0: of our listeners might uh, they might not be as familiar with sports ball as. as no, I wasn't some of even talking ones. about the listeners. I was actually asking for my benefit. <laughs> Major some of League the, Baseball, too. Some of the hosts may not be as familiar with sports ball as the other host. Man, I love sports ball. <laughs> yeah. Throw the cowskin around. Yeah. And... <laughs> um,
1: so, and I mean, you, you kind of before we started the show, you're, you're giving sort of an interesting, uh, an interesting story. Uh, like they were telling you, okay, well, you know, even if you, even if you're signed up, or you know, you're saying that you're going to be doing a night. If someone in, comes in who they rent out in a whole box, they might have their uh, their little cousin go and do the uh, the anthem. And I mean, right. You
2: can... So one of the judges was giving me a little insight to the the process whereby if you're a corporate sponsor, maybe your Best Buy or Target or 3M you know, uh, with some big dollars in Minneapolis and, and money talks, right? Right. So um, they might come in and, and last minute say, you know what? Um, my office assistant, Billy, is going to sing the National Anthem tonight. And the twins say, so we... yep, go ahead. Right. So, so I really don't know if that's true um, or if I need to worry about that, but it was interesting. I never thought about that. Um, that possibly I could get a date to sing the National Anthem. Mm-hmm. Invite all my friends and family. And then Big Brother corporate sponsor Comes in and says You're out of here Right You know My right. guy's going to sing right. So Interesting I mean I'm, I'm glad to have uh, Gone down and, and taken part in the process And uh, and hopefully I get a game
0: Well honestly I mean if you get If you get <clears throat> chosen And, and you're going to sing the anthem And, and we will you know, We'll all do the whole party bus thing And, and drive down there And have mm-hmm. a good time if you don't sing, we're still it's gonna go. Still a, twi- it's still a twins game. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, right. You can stay here, but we're gonna go. Um, <laughs> thanks for them. that
2: support. <laughs> yes. Um, Through thick and thin, yeah. My friends are
1: there. So I mean, I guess uh, another question I have about that whole uh, that whole audition process. So when you're si- when you're there and you're auditioning for them and you're singing the anthem, are you in? just an office, an atrium, or are you actually, I imagine it's a little cold to be out on the field this time of year and doing something like that.
2: It was originally planned to be on the field, but, uh, you know, Midwestern weather wasn't cooperating this year.
1: Yeah, I guess we had that one warm day and then...
2: And then everyone went crazy,
0: right? Yeah. Because I saw people running around in shorts and t-shirts for the rest of the week, even though it was still 13 degrees out. There's still ice and snow out on the road, and people are taking out their Harleys and trying to ride their motorcycles everywhere. Right. Uh, But you you say we had that one warm day, and for anyone in the rest of the country, that was not warm. That was just warmer. It was, it, was,
1: it was quite a bit warmer, and the sun yeah. was out, and yeah. the wind was down. So that's like right. it might as well be a tropical heat wave at that point. Exactly I mean, for all those three things to come together, it was yeah. So it was good. We we got above zero, and we had a heat wave. Right. Well, I mean that that day I went uh, so I went running with uh, with my girlfriend Maddie, and we so we we went running on the sidewalks, and there were still giant puddles. Giant slush puddles. Mm-hmm. And you can't really go around them because on the outside you either have snowbanks or you have little <laughs> vats of mud that you're trying to run through. So eventually you just said, well, forget this. I'm going to quit trying to keep my feet dry. I'm just going to run straight through the puddles. Maddie didn't like that very much because I would stomp. I did not gracefully run through the puddles. It was more of uh, stomping and just there was a lot of splashing. Going <laughs> the Clydesdale of Runners. I
0: was. I was. Yeah. Perfect.
2: These are the problems we have in the Midwest.
0: Yeah.
1: Our summers are good though. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait till we actually have a nice, a legitimately eighty degree day, and before the mosquitoes get here.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> you so, can never actually win. <clears throat> so, Mark, you you've spoken nationally and even internationally, correct? Yes, I have. Yes. So, what are a few of the things? Few of the things that we might recognize that you've done locally or or na- nationally that we might recognize? Um, well. Locally, um, like the TEDx events, you know, sure. if you go to TED.com, and certainly
2: that's a, a, a large movement, um, you know, sometimes typically amongst the young generation, uh, where basically TED is a movement that spreads ideas that can change the world, right? right? So, and then TEDx is the local independently organized event whereby um, whatever city that you're in today, it could be Tulsa, Oklahoma, it could be uh, Miami, Florida, it could be Jacksonville, wherever. Um You can get together with a group of your friends and apply for a TEDx license Mm -hmm. and then host your first TEDx event with their parameters, within their parameters, and then hire a bunch of speakers. And when I say hire, you know, the the speakers volunteer their time too. (laughs) But um, get a bunch of speakers to come and and, and stand on on a stage, a TEDx stage, and talk about the ideas that they think can change the world. Eighteen minutes is the the limit that you can speak for. So would you prefer to speak longer? Um... Yeah, <laughs> it's hard, you know, when when you have to pare it down to eighteen minutes and make sure that you you get your message across. When I'm used to giving keynotes of an hour, usually. really, yeah. Um,
0: if I talk for more than an hour, I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't like talking that long. Well, uh,
2: you know, I guess if you know if I make my living as a speaker, uh, that's what, That's what I try to do. Very good you know, point. So, yeah,
1: because so so cool. I, yeah, I think if the if the roles were reversed and Mark had to go and code most of the day, I'm sure he wouldn't be. Uh, I would we want to code for exactly after. three
0: seconds,
2: yeah. and then I wouldn't know what to do. Perfect.
0: So you were in, you were uh, part of TEDx Minot and TEDx Grand Forks. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Cool. Both great events. Cool. Yep. So yep. and and your uh, your speaking ability is not your limiting factor. You're a pretty face too. So uh, thank you very so, much. So you've been on uh,
2: which to the listeners is probably think they think it's lies. Oh, believe <laughs> it. We
0: will try and find your most. Um, like flattering. Flattering, and that's that's the wrong word. Uh, we will find your least flattering picture on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And make sure we're going to post this. Yeah. Thank so, you. Um, oh, no. <laughs> you don't have any paparazzi yet, do you?
2: No paparazzi, not at all. Until um, now. Until <laughs> now. <laughs> You're looking at them. I yeah. do have uh, some photos on the intern webs. Inter You're okay. familiar with this concept? I've, I've heard of it, yes. The webs of inter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's
1: the first time I've heard it called that. <laughs> I kind of like that. Though. I mean, I've heard interwebs before, right, but right. the webs of inter. It makes it, sound, makes it sound much more okay. mystical. Like, there's going to be some dwarves or some elves <laughs> That's popping out
0: of somewhere. <laughs> you, you always go to the dwarves. Um, well, it's that beard. You know, it's uh, just. you do know I, know, I remind you, you of dwarves? A little bit. Yeah, except, you know, you're taller.
2: So, there is there is that. We're taking it to a whole new level. Yeah. We represent uh, the. Le- oh, A whole new
0: level. So, so what I was getting after, though, is that you've, you've acted on a couple shows that we might have heard of.
2: Sure. Um, I had some screen time on Lost. Um, you may have heard of that little show. I, I've it's, actually ABC's. never seen it. Well, you know, it, it's got kind of this cult following. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard that, and, and
1: I'm probably going to
0: watch it eventually, but see, I just and, haven't gotten
1: to it. And, and I'm kind of with you. I've actively avoided it, because I know as soon as I watch one
0: episode, I have to binge watch the entire thing. Right. That's kind of what I'm feeling, too, if, especially episode. if it's on Netflix. Netflix is an enabler. <laughs> right. if Absolutely. You've got, if you've got every episode of a of a show, you're just gonna sit there and watch. Well, it. and then they auto loop it, so you don't even right. have to you don't even have to go through the effort of hitting play. Again. No, no, no. Just, no. It just, just keeps
1: wait on ten going.
2: seconds, and yep. I went hardcore on House of Cards in the last month. I was just I will watch
0: all of them in a weekend. And I've been pulling huh. Dexter, and Netflix is smart <laughs> enough that it'll cut out the beginning credits. Ah, uh, no, no. Okay, it's half smart. So it, yeah, it is smart enough that it'll pull out the beginning credits. But if a show has a sh- has, has a cold open and then credits. And yeah, and then like it has a cold open that's completely different every time oh. and then credits and then the rest of the show. Right. It's frustrating because you miss that section. Or for for example, one of my favorite shows is Futurama. It's a cartoon based yep. in year 3000 and they they're opening line every time that they it while it looks the same and the entry looks the same, it's slightly different. So it's fun to see the differences between mm, each sure. each sure. animation. It's like waiting for what
2: what was the couch scene on the Simpsons going to be this episode, right?
0: right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so now like it says, you know, now in Smell-O-Vision. or you know, um uh what does it say? It says this really did happen in 3013. Th- or you know, right? Like, <laughs> so, um or, or something. I mean they they they've got quite a few clever clever uh, intros but i i get to i miss them and i can't like change netflix settings to turn that off right because they think they know better than me (laughs) that's not what america's about that's not america (laughs) (laughs) America. um so you were in lost and you were also in uh hawaii 50
2: hawaii 50 yep um worked with alex o'laughlin and scott Kahn in that episode um, those are people. Those are people, right? I, I don't know who they are, <laughs> but they're—I assume they're people.
0: <laughs> that wasn't like the dog act type casted actor or something. Right. And the so, cool.
1: Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to ask. I mean, what's it like working with uh, with actors like that, where they, you know, they have, you know, they have people who recognize who they are and and are familiar hmm? with them. And because <laughs> nobody recognizes Mark, what you're saying, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Well, Which is true. I mean, we're
0: talking. We're talking relative terms here. You know. I mean, it's no, Mark. You are a personality already in Fargo. I've heard, I've talked to a couple people, oh, and they're people like, oh yeah, you are. Mark. Yeah.
2: Once again, I'll play the Asian card. It's because there's <laughs> not another one of me. So they're like, oh well, we remember the Asian guy. He's loud and <laughs> y- your middle your middle name's not Token, right? <laughs> no. it's <okay.
0: laughs>
2: but it's really cool. You know, you oh. see these. You see these actors on, on screen, and, and, and you feel like you know them or whatever, but then to see them in person is just right. so neat. And most of them, they're pretty standoffish, because think about it. I mean, if, if if you're wherever you go in your everyday life, everywhere, Right. and when you go to the office, you're inundated by people like me and you who just are fawning over you at every moment, it gets did, a little... Did you old. get to, t- like, touch...
0: Any of them? I, I, Let <laughs> me like, I like I put it this shoulders way. or right. anything like that. Gentlemen, yeah, yeah.
2: this is a moment for you. Um, gentlemen in the audience, Evangeline Lilly. If you don't know who Evangeline Lilly is, I'm sure you're sitting at your computer now. You should Google her. She's probably one of the most beautiful creatures on planet Earth. Um, and when I say creatures, I'm counting all of them. Mammals and... Others, including it? like mythical like unicorns. Mythical, unicorns even she beats the unicorn.
1: Wow! Just that's, that is that's a... gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> For those of you who can't see this, that was just that was shotgun spoken through a paper towel tube. So that's in <laughs> case any of you had to you know take your earbuds out quick. <laughs> so uh, I did get to touch her. Um, <laughs>
0: um, let's let's, so let's we... keep it clean though. Yeah, yeah. So can we on can we the shoulder? That? Okay. <laughs> Perfect. This is a K through ten podcast. So. <laughs> Just so you know, that's a safe zone. Um, no, that, that's that's good. That you you get to you you get to die happy now that you, oh, right. That Absolutely, that you rub shoulders I literally have, with somebody I have like have that. I've achieved
2: all that can be achieved.
0: <laughs> if that's if that's the pinnacle of your life, I mean, I guess. <laughs> so how many
1: how many people are are on a crew? Filming a show like that, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that must be nuts. Where yeah, you, you see the people that are on the screen, and that's just a small percentage of who's actually on the set and in the. That area was when really loud. Well.
2: Sorry, <laughs> that was an Allen wrench that just hit the table. By the yeah.
0: way, yeah, <laughs> that was my bad. Hey, let's play. What's this sound? <laughs> I'll let you guess. <laughs> so so back to John's question, like how many extras and like the the the, the the support people? And... Right, right.
2: Really, the production that goes on behind the camera um, is just phenomenal to see. You know, a lot of times I'll go out and, and act in a scene that, A, I don't even know it's going to be on TV. You know, it could hit the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. B, it could be a two-minute scene on, on your 30-minute episode and it could take us two full days of, of filming. Really? You know? Wow. Um, and then, once again, you don't know if, if that two days of filming was going to be used mm-hmm. um, at, at all. And then And then... Also, I mean, it's got to be 50-plus people that you can see on set. There, I mean, they're the cameramen, they're the lighting men, they're the people running the video and the sound boards, there's the director, there's the the assistant director, the production assistants, which are just kind of glorified like... Um, gophers? Um, yeah, gophers, right. And then there's the, the costume people, there's the props people, there's oh, the location Oh, did you get to wear, like, artists.
0: wizard robes or something? What kind of costumes did you wear?
2: I don't know if you've seen the show Lost, but there were no wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I get the core concept.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I heard that last season was kind of there may have been um,
2: well out there. What yeah. did uh, I guess there were no real uh, uh, interesting costumes. Um, I was in the movie Battleship, if you remember that from two oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, oh yeah, sure.
0: Liam,
1: Liam Neeson and
0: the other the other So wait, actors. yeah, that, yeah that, <laughs> you got it. Was that that, that was filmed in the, the Pacific or, or? Yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm not even gonna go there. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I had a comment, but let's just not go there. Um, And, you know, that's my comment about
2: Hawaii, is is a lot of folks will say, you know, maybe I've got a young daughter or son that wants to get into acting, and they say, well, of course I'm going to send them to New York or L.A., you know, Mm -hmm. so they're either going to act on Broadway or on the silver screen in L.A., and I say, no, go to a smaller market, go to a Hawaii, go to places that have... Uh, good tax credits for movie productions. You know the smaller markets like Baton Rouge, um, Michigan. Michigan's got some good tax credits.
0: So, so on location, the ones where people are going to go to to film because it's beautiful and right. and so I mean it's it's really hard to live in a, in a horrible place like Hawaii. It is hard, right? Yeah. So so I mean you really got to rough it. Until Especially you take break.
2: when you grew up here in Minnesota. Oh, right. right. You poor thing. I don't know how you <laughs> didn't just melt down there. And let me tell you my favorite pastime, as I lived for five years on the island of Oahu in Hawaii, I still had friends in the booming metropolis of Fargo, North Dakota. And I would uh, watch my iPhone weather app every day to see, in the wintertime, to see when it would be the coldest day of the year. We're talking 40 and 50 below. So what I would do is on these days, I would then walk on down from my condo in Waikiki Beach, sit in a hammock underneath a palm tree with the water lapping up beneath me. And then I would take a selfie. <laughs> and um, for all those uh, people over 30 that don't know the term selfie, a self-portrait. And then I would send it to all my poor schmuck friends in Fargo with a big thumbs up. And what I got in response was other fingers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, not, not, not thumbs. You are not thumbs all. You are cruel and... Uh, <laughs> You're a cruel man. And that being said, Ryan and I
1: would probably do the exact same thing. Oh, guaranteed. You Uh, would too. Absolutely. Um,
0: Well, that's great. Uh, So so what brought you to Fargo then? Is this just the booming metropolis that you, you always wished for? And haven't we all? Yeah.
2: Right, right. No, really, it was family. I grew up okay. a couple hours south of here. Uh, oh, been... and this is the
0: closest real town. <laughs> well said. That's actually that's not
2: very far off. When I grew up, we had to drive an hour to get to a McDonald's. Um, and it is pretty much still the case. Um, but no, I uh, went to college here for a year um, and figured I got to get close to family. Mom and dad are two hours away. My niece and nephew uh, are down in Fergus Falls. So mm-hmm. wanted to get back uh, closer to home.
0: So where where are your brother and sister?
2: Uh, my sister is in Fergus Falls. Okay, so they're yeah. with
0: your niece and nephew. <laughs> yes, I hope you, so. Well, you left out the, the, the sisters and <laughs> brothers. I, I didn't know if like they were disposed or. Okay, so that's a horrible question to ask. I would have felt <laughs> yes. bad if they were. Uh, um, no, they're all in the same place. Yep. That's good. All hopefully right. in the same house. Oh, right. parental supervision <laughs> all that yeah yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Good. that's good don't call child services no. <laughs> we won't and if your child services is listening um...
2: they don't live at on <laughs> Cedar Lane at Fergus Falls 55437 okay
0: so, so
1: jumping jumping back to uh, to Battleship a little bit I guess how what, how was it different uh, having a movie being filmed versus uh, versus a TV show I mean
0: <clears> our, did it feel different absolutely was there a lot more production or less
2: more from what I could tell. I mean Battleship was a two hundred and twenty million dollar movie. Yeah, I
0: never and thought. When so I did first you saw get at least ten percent of that
2: thing? <laughs> not yet. Okay. <laughs> My royalty check last quarter was about eight dollars and sixty-seven cents. Well hey, residuals. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, right? Buys me a burger that day. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it was a two hundred and twenty million dollar movie, Universal Studios, you know, n- not to take anything away from CBS who did Hawaii Five O or ABC Who Did Lost. But there's just this bigger, more grand vision. It seems mm-hmm. on set because when you're filming a 30-minute or hour-long TV show, there's this sense of urgency because you got to get that thing in the can so that it can be filmed, or I mean, ex- I'm sorry, um, played on TV in two weeks. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that that kind of turnaround has to happen in the TV business. Well, there's
0: quite a bit of post-production that has to happen, you know, after the filming.
2: Absolutely, you know. So specifically for the movie, see, we filmed Battleship. Uh, for about two months on the island of Oahu in the fall of 2010. Okay. It did not hit theaters until Memorial Day weekend of 2012. Wow. So there was, what? It's like 18 months? Of post-production, and, and a lot of it was, a lot of that budget went into CG, because there was aliens, you know, uh, spaceships that came from, you know. Wow, I
0: obviously don't know what the movie Battleship was about, <laughs> because I oh, did not know there was aliens involved. It's It's about, uh, it's about the board game.
1: It's ba- it's it's basically uh, it's basically that movie studio doing to uh, to Battleship what uh, what happened to Transformers, which is basically you take a child's toy or in this case a child's game and you create this entire universe surrounding it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you make a massive motion picture.
0: Really? Yeah. I, so it was actually centered around the game Battleship. Well, not the game
1: Battleship, <clears throat> but think of it along the lines of. I mean, there's, there's that one scene where you're telling your battleship to go to this position, and they're blind, and they're trying to figure out, okay, well, where's the alien at? And then the alien's trying to figure out where, where the battleship's at, and it's, you know, it's that kind of thing. Where you've got think, th- th- uh, Another good example is uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. So it's based around a Disneyland theme park ride, and there's only about 30 seconds in the movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The movie came second? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the theme park ride came after. No, no. They had the theme park ride and then the movie, and then they modified the theme park rides so that the characters from the movie would be in it. Uh-huh. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So mm, that's, that's a whole <laughs> chicken and the egg paradox. It's kind of like, uh, a... I mean, well, it's, it also shows that they're kind of running out of original stories because, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you have your, you know, you have your, uh, what is it, your five or your seven different story archetypes. You can only rehash those so many different times. Sure. I mean, how... how there's only so much story that you can that you can put in. Where now it's the same story, but with different actors. I mean, that's well, yeah. Cool I mean, there's a
0: certain level of contextualness. I mean, of the era. But yeah, if <laughs> well, you look right. at the root of a story, yeah, it doesn't change that much.
2: Right. And that was the major criticism of Battleship when they when people got wind that they were making the movie, mm-hmm. people were kind of you could hear their eyes roll. Yeah. You know, um, in that people said, "Come on." You, you know, we've made all of these Transformer movies and we get it, yep. it's okay. But to, to make a board game into a movie was a stretch. Yeah. So I think we suffered in the, in the box office for that. Right. Um, especially uh, domestically. Even, be, even before people <clears throat> even saw it. Right, right, right. While it was still in pre-production. And, uh, you know, before they brought on names like Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. And they really brought him on to try to counteract some of that negative press. Right. Because um, he had a, just a very small role. Came in pretty late in the production. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, what was your role in the movie? I was a Japanese sailor. So once again, typecast as my Asian, even though I'm not Japanese, I'm Korean. Okay,
0: <laughs> But you, I wasn't bitter. You, you, you weren't, you know, a sailor number three that dies at the beginning, right? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> um, was, sailor number two right, died at the <laughs> end. <laughs> you made it all the way through. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> well, is, um, at least you, did, were you a red shirt then? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, if I, it, it was true to form, it would be yellow. Oh okay. See what we oh, did there. Gotcha. Yellow. Got got see. Yeah. That's
0: good. <laughs> a little Sulu reference there. No.
2: Um. So you had the good fortune to film with them for about 21 days. Okay. Was a stunt man and then um, a accredited actor with them. Um. And you know you got to see Liam Neeson do his thing in front of the camera. Yeah.
1: Um.
2: So if you weren't uh, if you weren't in a scene, could you hang out? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, a lot of times, if they were indoor scenes, no. Um. And, Just wasn't we, enough room. Right. Basically space. Um. Because we filmed on the USS Missouri, parked mm-hmm. in Pearl Harbor, so an actual battle. That's
0: pretty tight quarters, I mean, inside of a ship.
2: Right, right. And so for some of the other scenes that were out on the decks, and uh, some of them that were out uh, on other spots on the island where we filmed on location, yeah, you could, you could hang out by the tent and kind of get a glimpse of, like, Brooklyn Decker, because we all want a glimpse of Brooklyn Decker. She's mm-hmm. the Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model from 2010. I didn't so, know that by heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you know, we would watch the the big actors act right? Um, as often as we could.
0: Cool. So it was kind of neat. That's fun. But uh, I, I'd like to see a, a movie in production at some point. Yeah. Um, eventually when I do special effects for them.
1: Yeah. Well, because I mean, that's, I mean, you do sort of the whole inventing thing. Right. So...
0: You know, so maybe that'll be my ticket to one of these things eventually.
1: You'll be the next guy who creates something. Well, you know, whenever you watch a uh, a commercial for a restaurant, and there's those vegetables flying in the air, right. like they're just freshly tossed. Yep. There's a guy where all he does is design the mechanical stuff that does that. Basically, a vegetable thrower. Sure. Or you know, if there's different you know different ingredients being thrown around or mixed
0: or so, that kind of so stuff, you've that's seen, all he does. You've seen MythBusters, kind of right? Sure. You know Jamie Hyneman and uh, what's the other one? No, because you asked me. I'm not going to be able to remember it. Adam Savage. There we um, go. Jamie Heinemann, uh they they both have a company called Industrial Sound and Light. Is that right? Or is that not theirs? No, that's that's Star Wars. You're thinking of Industrial Light and Magic. There you go. Is that theirs? No, but they worked there. I they think. worked with them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they've got their own production company and they did special effects, all sorts of crazy stuff. But one of them that Jamie Heinemann did in specific was a Sprite vending machine that had tank tracks on it. And then instead of like just a pop can dropping down... In that same area where a pop can would drop down, there was a tube, and it would shoot cans at people. <laughs> so the entire commercial was, So the entire filming process of this was brilliant. was Jamie driving this around and shooting cans at people. <laughs> like, hey, could, could you shoot some projectiles at sixteen ounces or twelve ounces at everybody? <laughs>
1: uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, and I mean, I know that it probably wasn't actually fired at people, but I mean, if you think of the, you know, how much getting hit. By a can of soda. Oh I know. In the head,
0: and what well, not force the head, behind but,
1: Well, yeah, because you. Well, you I, did I, made a cannon, I made a cannon.
0: I made a cannon that will shoot a Red Bull can about a hundred yards. <laughs> oh my god! So you've got some force behind that. Yeah, like, I've, I've actually we actually had ones that would explode on impact, like before they would even leave the platform, because it's that much force throwing this Woo. can. Yeah. And you I can made take this. Somebody out with I them. made this in a weekend from parts at the hardware store. Just oh, so you know, wow. um, it was mostly PVC. But it was in a giant Red Bull can. So the Red Bull can was a actually a cooler that I got from a vending distributor sure. that was in the shape of a Red Bull can. Sure. And then this whole thing was put on by Red Bull, you know, and it was a it was a, just a stunt for publicity, baby basically. But they'd give you a microcontroller that was shaped like the Red Bull bowls, and then yeah, we shot cans. And I'm like I'm like okay, I wasn't I wasn't 100 yards. I was in football field length yet. I was like 100 feet. And I'm like hey shoot it, I'll try and catch it. <laughs> So I tried to catch it and ended up palming one of the rims of the can and and, right. and hit like almost on the bone and that oh. that smarts you know so Yeah just a little bit So after that we we took a bunch of D cell batteries, wrapped them in a, sh- a t-shirt and shot that instead. <laughs> <laughs> so it had a little bit more weight than a regular t-shirt, but it would shoot t-shirts, it would shoot uh, no way. Red Bull cans, regular pop cans, beer cans. <laughs> and and, anything and like that.
2: that's a beautiful segue because this podcast has been sponsored by Red Bull. Oh, Give boy. you wings exactly. Um, See, we're, I'm trying to drum up sponsors. So right. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. uh, we're doing it for free. We. Oh, got to...
0: That brings up our other sponsor, actually. Oh no, uh, our sponsor today is an Inventability, the new yep. company. Uh, I, I, we got the pizza, you know. So I'm just going to go ahead. There and, you go. It's a plug for that. Um, so what does Inventability do? In, inventability sees if your idea is inventable You know. So so go through the process and make sure that somebody A hasn't done it before, and B that you can actually manufacture it in current. You know technologies right. and processes, and right. then, then go through all of the uh, prototyping stages, and then eventually manufacturing. Oh, okay. Um, so, but uh, let's go back to what we wanted to say before we started this <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, <laughs> no.
1: If someone wanted to get in touch with Inventability, how would they do that?
0: Oh, if you want to get in touch with Inventability, um, my, my domain, my, my website currently is inventability.us. And how is that spelled? Inventability. Like, just <laughs> like an I or with an with A? With an A. Well, who would spell with an I? Inventability. In, the ability to invent, so invent ability. Oh well, why didn't you just say that to begin with? Well, why didn't you just ask? Okay, so what were you going to talk about instead? <laughs> Perfect. I sound like a I sound like a horribly unapproachable person. Um, no, if ladies you... and gentlemen, yeah. please visit
2: inventability.us.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take that and put it like and and sell it. So. You know, put it on the radio and stuff like that. It's Let's just going to be, be a three-second blurb. <laughs> um, no, before, before we started, we were eating um, Rhombus Guys pizza. Mm-hmm. And I ordered Rhombus Guys uh, at about 5.30. And uh, they said about 45 minutes. And true to form, in about 45 minutes, the guy called, and he's out of breath. And I'm trying to figure out, well, well okay. And he, he's calling. He says, hey, man, where are you guys at? And I, and I said, well, why?" I gave the address. And he said, well, yeah, but you're, like, right here, right? Um, not enough info yet <laughs> sorry let's keep going um <laughs> define here yeah you know, it, well oh to back up a little bit um when i ordered the pizza I said, I said, can I get this for delivery? I didn't know if they delivered or not. Mm-hmm. And then she said, yeah. She says, do you know where you are? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a good question. You kind of have to know where you're at. To, well, right. You're I feel going. like
0: you're not going to go much further with the pizza ordering process if right. you don't know <laughs> where you are. Yeah. Um, at, at any rate, she was very nice on the phone and, and, and took my my questions and, and, and I asked for pizza and we got a T-Rex and whatever else pizza. Anyways um, the guy called and said hey where are you at? And he's out of breath and, and I found out that he's actually like walking and so I'm oh okay so you must be pretty close. Yeah man it's like a block away from Rhombus and for those of you who don't know Fargo at all, Rhombus guys is not a block away from it's Meld Workshop. It's about two miles away. It's about two miles away from Meld Workshop so okay. buddy if you were planning on walking here my pizza would be cold. <laughs> um, and, and he says, oh, okay. And I start to describe where it is. And he's like, that's not even close to here. <laughs> like, trying, I'm trying to tell you. And so he goes back and gives the pizza to a delivery person because evidently he wasn't a delivery person. Maybe he was a chef. Maybe he was one of the guys at the front. Oh, sure. Bartender, just somebody that runs a pizza in downtown. Cause I'm sure they get a lot of orders downtown. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which makes sense.
0: Yeah. It make, totally makes sense. And then, uh, and then the, the, the girl, the, he said that when somebody left with the pizza, they would give me a call. So, oh, and the, the pizza was slightly disheveled when we opened it. And then, like, pizzas were rolled up. And stuff. I think that's because he was running with it. Just trying to counterbalance with the pizza. You almost. Yeah. So to she called and she said, hey, I'm on my way. And she was about to hang up. And I said, no, no, you, you're probably going to want me to describe where you are. She says, no, I can probably find it. And I said, no, it's, you know, it's just past, um, it's just past the Tesoro. It's on the north side of Main Avenue. Avenue Street, Avenue. Avenue. I'm horrible with directions.
1: Clearly, I mean, and if it you took hit... that long for it to get here. So. Yeah, yeah. If you, if
0: you, oh, jeez. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and if you hit Harbor Freight, you've gone too far. Yeah. And she says, "Okay, I got this." And then she calls and she says, "I can't find it. Uh, is it here or there?" And and bless her heart, she finally found it. Um, and she says, "I'm by all the porta potties. Am I am I here?" And I said, "Yeah. I mean, you can use them if you need to, but you know, we're here. So there's a bre- there's a bathroom inside if you don't want to use the porta potty <laughs> one." Ryan, that was a really crappy joke. <laughs> Thank you, John.
1: I just I was waiting
0: on that one. Yours was worse. Yeah. Um. <laughs> a- anyway, she brought me my pizza. We ate the pizza. We loved the pizza, and we started a podcast. I
2: yeah. think there's some lessons from from this story. What, what can what, I recap? Yeah, please. I think we have four main lessons. A, if you're hungry, order pizza from Ramos Guys. Yep. B, order the T Rex pizza because uh, it, it was good. It, it, it was, it, really it was good.
0: quite filling, Very and, good. and they. They were made they made sure to uh, really put the, the meat toppings as the primary They love ingredient. to put
2: the meat in ya.
0: <laughs> they sure do. Mark
2: C, <laughs> <See>, moving on. <laughs> See, if you're looking for corporate sponsors and you would like Rhombus Guys to be one of them, dedicate at least five minutes of your podcast to Rhombus Guys.
0: And I think we've successfully right, right. done that. We've come close um,
1: and, and, and we're, not, we're, not, we're missing point four and slash then
2: D. Point point four being um, if you order pizza for delivery, know
0: where you are. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that is a good uh, a good thing to remember. Um, uh, but to, to in all due respect, it is kind of difficult to explain where this place is. It's yeah, a little, it's, it's a little far off of it's Maine, but kind of tucked around. On a diff- on she a weird did a pretty good job way. of finding it. Yeah. Um, all right, I need to st- Why don't
2: you give the address for Meld work- Workshop? <laughs>
0: The address, it's 3041 and a half. 3041 and a half. Main Avenue. On the
2: north side of oh. Main Avenue.
0: Right. Right behind Short Printer. Behind Short Printer. Right. So, um, Artigadio is in the same building, so if you see that on Main Avenue, it's actually attached to the backside of Artigadio, and you can enter uh, at the big blue door.
2: Yep. On the east side of the building.
0: Correct. That's oh.
2: Meld Workshop.
0: <laughs> Thank you for the very <laughs> specific plug. Um but actually, we're getting to about, uh, I think we're getting to about 45 minutes. I think we're going to wrap. Um,
2: and nobody's listening anymore. Nobody.
0: No, no. no. They've all gone by this <laughs> point. Um, We've repelled them like if, I if repelled them. If they haven't women. left but at your meat comment. I don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know if we have any listeners left. Um, thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. No, um, thank Mark you. Mark Lindquist. my name is Ryan Hatfield. Uh, John Schneider has left the building. Um, thanks for listening and look forward to uh, podcast number five.
2: Thanks for having me.